Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Monday morning. I know it's another uh, Monday, another manic Monday. Oh, how I wish it was Sunday because that's my fun day. <laughs> That'll be a song, shouldn't it? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I know most people are probably uh, fighting in their cells and twisting and stomping and uh, slinging, slinging around because uh, you got to get up and get going this morning and uh, trust me you're not alone <laughs> and uh, but I do hope everybody has a great day today and uh, uh, just remember just uh, <clears throat> don't think of it as a, as a Monday but think of it as another way to uh, to, uh, to honor the Lord and uh, <clears throat> excuse me and Mondays are our pain but uh you know, uh, it's here. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Getting mad, getting upset ain't going to change the things that make yourself miserable. So might as well get up, get out, and get going. <clears throat> That's what we got to do. But um, I do hope everybody has a great day today. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, of course, they, um, you know, I always try to, you know, depending on how the Lord leads. You know, I uh, there for a little while, I, I was getting some to uh, some political commentary because I felt like it's necessary. I've kind of backed off from that a little bit to a certain extent in my uh, morning devotions. Uh, however, you know, I think that uh, there are certain issues, particularly as a pastor, that things need to be addressed. And uh, particularly this, this Amy Barrett uh, that is being, uh, uh, the president has nominated for the uh, replacement of Ruth Bader's position on the Supreme Court. And of course, uh, the uh, the left is having a, a hissy fit, which we all know if the shoe was on the other foot, they'd be wanting to put somebody in there as quick as they can that adhere to their beliefs. Good morning, Angie. And um, so the main problem that I'm having right now, of course, uh, I can stand liberals anyway. They're all lunatics. But um, is the attack on her values in regards to uh, Christianity. And, uh, of course, uh, she is Catholic, and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I apologize, I don't know what's matter with me this morning. Um, there's different, distinct difference between a Protestant, Catholic, Methodist, you know, there's, there are distinctions. And, uh, but the problem is, is the fact that they are trying to, the media and those on the left are, are, are making an assault, an attack on our convictions as, as Christians, that it is a bad thing, it is a horrible thing, that we dare to oppose abortion, um, that we dare oppose homosexuality. They, they can't stand it. They hate it. And, uh, you know, here we're, we are not a theistic nation, although our founding fathers did root our values, our, uh, our moral law on those that, um, uh, in accordance with God's word. Uh, that, that is undisputable. But um, but however they set it up for us to worship however we wanted to, I guarantee if she was a Muslim they wouldn't have said two words about it. But if it's a Christian, oh man, you're a horrible, terrible person, and that's to be something to be uh, feared uh, that we dare have a Christian uh, or anyone with, with those kind of uh, Judeo-Christian ethics and values on the Supreme Court, which is exactly what we need. And uh, it just amazes me the people out there that um, uh, want to defend. Uh, abortion and uh, well, that's a woman's right. Well, what about the baby's right? You know, ninety uh, percent of the time, that's, that's just used as birth control. You know, it's just an inconvenience, uh, and so they they kill this child. And 
uh, you know, now there may be women out there who have had abortions, and it haunts them. It it is it's terrible uh, because they believe the lie of the world. Trust me, ladies, if that is your case, the Lord loves you. You are forgiven. It's you know, uh, it's you know. But here's the thing. Good morning, there, Miss Humphrey. And um, it, you know, people say, well, what in the case of incest or rape? Well, particularly with rape, um, the the body, the female body, will actually reject. Uh, that because of the trauma, and it's less than one percent for women to get pregnant. So really, that that argument is pretty mute. But even in those circumstances and cases, uh, the um, there's no reason not to give that child up for adoption or give that child a chance. It's not the child's fault uh, of, out of what happened. And uh, there's been many a, 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 a daughter or son that uh, was a product of rape. Uh, they were so grateful that they wasn't aborted and done great things for the Lord and uh, for society. So even in those rare instances where those things are terrible and horrible and, and not to minimize that, uh, it is um, uh, still should give that right to, for that child to live. So, you know, uh, it, it is uh, disgusting uh, how they, they, they would rather save an eaglet's egg than, uh, than to allow a chance for a human being to live. And what is even worse, they have gone beyond uh, killing the unborn now after the child is born, after it is born, after it is outside of the womb, breathing. They allow the child to lay there and for the mother to decide if she still wants to keep it or not and let that child die outside of the womb. That is, my gosh, friends, that is the epitome of evil. I mean, that is the, uh, you can't get more evil than that. And so that's what we're up against uh, is in with what we're seeing in this election is truly good against evil. And uh, so we should be concerned because if those on the left start to take control, they're going to come after us as Christians. All right. Get your mind around that. See, too many Christians have gotten too comfortable, too complacent, think these things can't happen here. You're going to be in a real shock and a real surprise. Churches will be under attack. Christians will be under attack for hate speech. And they're going to attack the Bible. They're going to come after us. This is just a, what they're doing to this uh, Amy Barrett is just a, a preview of things to come. So, Keep that in mind, and we need to be praying for this nation, praying for our president, and praying for this election, and you better get your fannies out there in person and vote. If you do it to a mail-out ballot, you might as well just throw it in the trash, because that's exactly what the liberals want to do, proved that that's what they've done. Uh, several times, just in the last few weeks, they've, they've found uh, uh, ballots uh, for Trump uh, uh, discarded, uh, so uh, don't, don't think that they're not going to try to pull some stunt uh, to try to steal this election. So let's go ahead and move on. All right, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. And if you have your um, uh, hat on, <laughs> get out in a second. I had a brain burp there. If you have your hat on or anything like that, take that off and let us stand and let us say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, for liberty and justice for all. You know, it's sad that we have a man running for the presidency, and he can't even, he doesn't even, can't even say the Pledge of Allegiance without screwing it up. Uh, Miss Humphrey says, don't understand how if you were in a car accident, Mother's pregnant, loses a baby, they charge you with murder, but yet they kill babies. Yeah, exactly. If uh, if a woman is pregnant and uh, she is murdered, they they will get them for double homicide, uh, without a doubt. So, 
It's uh, they're schizophrenic. Liberals, their their minds are schizophrenic. It's they're they're literally. It has to literally be a mental illness. Now, there's no way other way to explain it. I mean, truly. Well, this morning, uh, if you have your Bibles handy, I might be good if I grab mine. <laughs> Bibles handy. Uh, let's be sure and uh, let's look at God's Word this morning. We're looking at uh, Matthew chapter eighteen, verse three, and uh, trying to get this up here so everybody can. Read along with me this morning, and uh, pull it up over here on the website, Matthew 18, 3, and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. All right, as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, my friends, um, looking at this passage, uh, you know, we need to be, when we see this become like children, obviously we're, we're not to be immature and uh and act foolishly as a child would you know we need to uh you know as when we first become saved yes we drink milk we are like babies we're like newborns but we have to progress beyond that and to grow into that nurture and admonition of the lord we need to have that spiritual growth and that's a real problem amongst the christian community that uh, there isn't any growth uh you know that's one thing i was talking about last night in my in my teaching in hebrews uh, 13, 9 through 16, is that the, the lack of good, godly, biblical teaching in churches are becoming uh, uh, a thing of the past. It, uh, good morning, Mrs. Sy. They're becoming a thing of the past. Uh, most what, you know, to do a a verse-by-verse study like I've been doing is becoming very rare. Most pastors want to do a topical uh, um, message, which, I mean, in and of itself is not wrong, but the fact it is, when they do topical, uh, is that they have the ability to make everybody feel good, make sure they're, they're, everybody's patted on the head, sin is justified, you've done God a favor by coming to church, you go home all good and, and warm inside. Well, the, those, those types of messages, uh, you know, are not, you know, there, there are those, sometimes that does happen. But uh, we need to make sure we're getting at the core, uh, that we're getting to the root uh, of making the comfortable uncomfortable and the uncomfortable comfortable. That we're doing, whether it's uh, verse-by-verse studies uh, that may offend somebody, which I say is good, great. Let's, be, let's make sure that, we're, let's make we're, that we are offending people, you know? And I don't mean that, in other words, go out and be nasty to individuals. Uh, but the fact that uh, showing uh, that if we can, as a pastor in particular, if I can rattle somebody's cage uh, and then not make them mad, uh, the, the, what my point is, I want them, I want people to look within. I want them to have that conviction that, hey, man, this is you know, what I'm doing is not honoring God. What I'm doing is not being on that narrow path. What I'm doing is on the broad path. I need to make a course correction and do what is right here. And I need to be humble before God. See, we got a real problem with pride. We got a real problem with covetous. Uh, we got a real problem with a lot of areas in our lives that needs addressing. And for, as a pastor, just pat everybody on the head and tell them they're doing a good job it, it is a detriment to the spiritual growth that we need. You know, sometimes I didn't, I didn't like my dad getting on my case. I didn't like my dad, you know, uh, correcting me on something I thought was right. And it would tick me off. But 
and trust me, he still does it. Almost 50 years old, he still does it. But, you know, but it's a good thing uh, because then I realized, oh, yeah, he's as bad as I hate to admit it, he's right. And I need to uh, to try to change what I have my way, my way of thinking and, and doing something uh, to make sure, you know, to be put in the right direction. And sometimes that's what happens. The one good thing, though, uh, when, we come to, when we come to Jesus Christ with all humility, uh, with all grace, uh, and surrendering to him. Uh, again, uh, there's something that, um, unless the Lord changes it, that's probably going to be um, my focal uh, point of my sermon this coming Sunday is surrendering all to Christ, being completely dependent upon Jesus Christ because we need to surrender all. We need to give our all to him. And here's a great thing. Once we come to know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, and once we're able to surrender that and give that all to him, uh, we no longer have to worry about what other people think about us. All we're concentrated on and focused on is what we what what uh, is Jesus Christ and trying to serve Him. We no longer care about what other people think. And you know, as teenagers, as young adults, or right, and even you know, uh, aging adults such as myself, sometimes it's easy to worry about what other people think. You know, and how you dress and how you look and how you act. It's easy to to think about those kind of things. Uh, but when we come to Jesus Christ, see, we can put away that that artificial kind of thinking. You know, I was wondering why I put on the title of this uh, devotion this morning is Artificial Intelligence, because, uh, uh, of course, AI is uh, obviously talking about uh, robotics, but we can be robotic to the sense that uh, we want to conform to society. We want that affirmation from other people. But as Christians, who cares what other people think? Because what we need to be focused on is what how Jesus thinks of us. And so that we can hear one day, well done, good and faithful servant. We should have that focus on the things that are real, not on the temporal things of this earth. And so when we come to God, as we see here in Matthew 18, 3, and, and again, it says, And said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So again, let's make sure when he's saying that, he's saying we need to have humility. Are you having that humility or are you having pride in your life? Are you giving your all to Jesus Christ or is God only having certain aspects of your life? You know, we can look at our our uh, our minds, our wills, our spirit uh, like a home. And of course, the body is the temple, you know, obviously, but uh, a, a home has many rooms. You know, are all the doors open to Jesus or all the doors given to God or is most of the doors open but some of the doors will remain closed. You know, God, I can't let you in this room. Uh, this is an area I kind of like to, to dive into. Uh, yes, it's a little sinful, but, you know, uh, I'd rather kind of keep this to myself. See, it's easy to do that. See, you know, yeah, I want to give all to God, but uh, I got this little few areas of my life here. I'd just rather remain closed, and that way I can divulge and, and dive into that from time to time. Uh, you know, we need to give all to God. And I think, you know, that's one thing. We need to have a, a zeal for Jesus Christ. We need to have a hunger for God each and every day. We need to have an excitement and anticipation for the things of the Lord. And I think that so many people, uh, as I was referring to last night, have gotten so lazy and so apathetic. And it's just there's no excitement for the things of God. And uh, it's one thing that uh, if this virus has done nothing else, it has hurt churches even more. So many churches are shutting down daily because of a lack of interest and a lack of attendance. And now, when people got, have gotten used for the last six months to sitting at home, watching online, they no longer, that, that has driven uh, the desire to stay home even higher because now they realize, hey, well, I can just watch at home now. Why go? 
But they, I miss, they, you, people who do that, you, you, of course, there are some people, like myself, I have a very corrupt immune system. Like I say, I can, the pneumonia shot, uh, it, it's just, it, uh, my body rejects it. I mean, I can, you know, so it don't even do me any good. So I have to be very careful about going out. And I, and so I'm kind of, uh, in my own little jail cell, if you will, you know, I can, I can get out, I get out when I have to get supplies and things for uh, my woodworking and, uh, and of course I have to mask up and all that stuff. And it's a pain in the rear end. And so I go out and get what I absolutely have to do and get right back. And I pretty much stay inside here and, and, uh, do what I need to do. But, uh, so those other individuals, I understand, but there are the others out there who are just being lazy and they think, well, I don't need to go. I can watch right here online. But see, your attention is not focused on the things of the church. So you're watching online, but you also have the TV going, probably watching a ball game, whatever else is online too. Or you're sitting there flipping through Facebook, and while it's on, you're still not giving your full attention. That's one problem. The second problem is is to not to forsake our assembling of ourselves together with, with like-minded believers. We need to be with those other fellow Christians, other brothers and sisters in Christ, so that we can, again, a stone sharpens stone, we can build each other up. We, when two or more gather together, Christ is there. We need to be there in person. And, that's, and I, I really think the, the live stream, the Internet, has really hurt churches. Uh, Facebook has hurt because, you know, used to the community, That's that was the hub of the community was the church. Well, now everybody talks and hangs out and, you know, on Facebook now. And that's, that's, that's hurt us as well. But let's not worry about uh, the artificial things of the world, all right, and what they think is important. Let us make sure that we're focusing on the things of God. Let's, let's only worry about the things of Jesus Christ. And that's one, you know, like I said, when we come to know Jesus Christ, who cares what the world thinks? We're only worried about what God thinks. And we want to serve him with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. At least I hope that you are. And uh, so let's make sure we're, we're giving our all to him. Let's have let's, let's get that zeal back again. Let's get that excitement once again. You know, I've had people say, you know, I don't feel that excitement. Well, you know, again, our, our we have a relationship with God. You know, and uh, you may not, you know, always in a relationship, you may not always feel that that first uh, giddy feeling uh, of euphoria that you may have felt when you first met the one that you loved and and then holding that hand and everything is just so puppy love and gooey, you know, and you, you know, after you've been married for a while and I love my wife dearly, but you see some of these young people out there and they're all over each other and you're like, man, come on, get over it already. So, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, but we, uh, that's one thing I love about my wife, you know, we get along, we're, we're best friends and we get along great and, and uh, uh, still uh, love hanging out with her and sometimes she can, uh, get on my nerves, and I know I get on hers, but a lot of times I do stuff to purposely get on her nerves just to, to aggravate her because um, I'm obnoxious. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but when it comes to the relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, you may not always feel an excitement and a zeal, but if you're finding yourself in a in a uh, complacent place in your life, a rut in your life, think about what when you first come to know Jesus Christ. Think about what excited you about the things of the Lord. Think about what drew you to Christ. Because, man, you know, right now, more than ever, Christians are needed. Christians are, need to be the forefront of the battle. And we need to have that zeal. We need to have that excitement and, and to show others the love of Christ. So with, just like children, Let's have that humility before God. Let's make sure that we're surrendering our all to God. Let's make sure that we're only focusing all of our attention on God. And that's where we need to be at in our lives right now. 
Uh, Ms. Sapp says a church gathering that does not include the word of God is a major component. It's not a biblical worship service. We need more of that, but seeing less of it. So thankful that FLBC is and always has been a teaching from the Bible. Thank you, Mrs. Sapp. That means a lot. I appreciate that. I tell you, uh, I, I don't, I know there are other good, uh, Bible believing churches out there, but churches like ours and those, uh, good morning, Scott. Uh, are becoming a thing of the past or being the, the, to have true biblical teaching is is getting more and more rare within the church that's, that's, that's sad it read is really sad it's sad to know that there are pastors out there who don't even believe the whole word of god it just blows my mind how any man can stand behind that pulpit and don't even believe the whole word of god i just i don't get that at all but uh, my friends let's find that zeal let's find that excitement let's be humble before god Let's put away that pride. Let's put away that covetousness. Let's put away those lusts. Let's put away all those things and give that over to God. And let's serve him mightily with all of our hearts. If we can do that, man, imagine what, what great things we can accomplish for the Lord. Let us pray. And then, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us uh, each and every day to uh, to humble ourselves before you, to give our all to you, to be completely dependent upon you, putting away the cares of the world and only caring about what you think, uh, about what you want for our lives. Let us serve you with everything that we have, every fiber of our being. Let us serve you mightily. Let us bring back that zeal. Let our Holy Spirit revival sweep this nation like never before and touch hearts and minds. Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, again, as I always pray, I pray for this nation. Pray for healing upon this land. Lord, help us to serve you well. Lord, let our police officers know that they are loved. They are needed. They are appreciated. And Lord, I just want to lift up uh, our dear brother, um, Roger Winters, Mr. Murph. I, I know that he's uh, not doing well. And Lord, I pray healing upon him. Pray that you be with Kim Penix and her sister. Pray that you be with uh, Wendy Lee. And uh, Lord, please guide the doctors and help these young ladies. And Lord, I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma Thompson. I know they're, they're really having a rough time right now. Linda and David Feathers and Ginger and Troy Hood. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Fran Pear and her sisters. And uh, Lord, so many others. Jane Kitchings and uh, so many others, Lord Jesus. Uh, they need your healing. They need your strength. They need your peace right now. Lord, pray that you be with our president. Give him wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in these difficult times. Lord, protection about him and his family. And Lord, please let our uh, the results of our election be one that we can all rejoice in. Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate our Thank you, Miss Humphrey. But uh, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And I hope everybody has a great day today. You know, just live just live each day. You know, I always end with that, uh, to live each day as if it were your last, because we don't, we're never promised a tomorrow. So don't waste your time on hate and, and grudges and unforgiveness. Uh, let's, let's live this day truly for Jesus Christ. All right? When you go to work, don't work for the paycheck. Don't work for the, the supervisor that's nasty and the boss that's a jerk. Work as if you're working into the Lord. Going to school as if you're doing it for the Lord. And man, and put a smile on your face and let's represent Jesus. You are an ambassador, my friends. You're an ambassador for Christ. Let that uh, be evident in your life. Thank you, Miss Angie. 
Uh, if you want to share these devotions on Facebook, your friends or family can find me at Dr. Young 77. Uh, if your friends or family do not do Facebook, they can still watch live at flbconline.com. And uh, if um, uh, after the uh, I finish with these live uh, devotions here. I got it here in a second. It's my back of the head here. Uh, I upload these to YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young. And also you can uh, hear uh, the audio only, the Dr. Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. I upload all of our church sermons and all of these devotions. And like I said, it's audio only, but you can listen as you're cleaning house, exercising, driving to work, whatever. Uh, you can just uh, flip that on and, and listen as you're going out and about your day. Well, like I said, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.